the Plotcast podcast with the Potty Plotters, sponsored by the Green Deco, making your garden beautiful. Hello and welcome back to the Potty Plotters Plotcast podcast. This is episode 36 and I'm Julia. And I'm still Elaine. Elaine, we've got some very exciting news to share, haven't we? Yeah, there's a buzzard up above. I can hear it. No, it's that, not that. No? no, why is that I've exciting? Had my reco- well, I think it's exciting because yeah. you don't see them very often. Okay. I've had my recorder out. I found it. Oh, that was in my drawer. I know I had to confiscate that off Well, you. it's yeah. just one of those things, Julia, brings back memories. Yeah. yeah. What, yeah. what else? 10,000? Uh, 10,000 10, listens? Downloads? Don't you think that's exciting? If I had a kazoo, I'd have used it, but I haven't got one of those either. Have you got a marching band? No, no. Elastic band? I'd have an elastic band. Would that work? What were you going to do? Play it on a comb or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's paper on a comb. Oh. Yeah, you twing with an elastic oh, band, right, don't you? Okay. Right, so 10,000 downloads. Yeah. Should we give ourselves a round of applause? That was excellent. Well done. Are we excited? You are, I can tell. Well, yeah. Gareth says that's quite good. So if Gareth said that's good, that's good. And if he's happy... We're, We're happy. So, Elaine, now to the next challenge for you. How do people get hold of us? I don't want anybody to get hold of me. No, <laughs> they really don't. That's too much of a shock. But if they want to contact us, now then, are you ready? Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Potty Plotters. Yep. TikTok at The Potty Plotters. Yep. Email us, and people do, naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk or check out our website, pottyplotters.uk. Dot UK. Well done, my friend. I think we should set that to music. It's mm. a bit of a challenge there for Gareth. <laughs> 10,000 listens. Let's have another little ditty. That could be quite funny. Yes. Just saying. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters. Elaine, so people have been in touch with us, haven't they? They have, yeah. And Yvonne Green has been in touch. And I'm going to quote because it was such a lovely message. Oh. So... I'm not going to put a different accent on. I'm just going to be myself. Okay. Okay. Right then. Elaine and Julia, thank you so much for the lovely tomato you gave us on Sunday. To say it was delicious is an understatement. Talk about the tomato that keeps giving. We had it on a salad yesterday with garlic and oil, then a bruschetta with parmesan for lunch today. What variety was it, please? And can we have another one to grow next year? Ah, no. And now, actually, she's in uh, Denmark at the moment. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, so well, she's... she can pick us up on, on podcasts, <laughs> can't she? Because they're yeah. worldwide, because we know yeah. that we've got Hazel in Australia. So Denmark isn't that far, So is Yvonne it? in Denmark, that's so rather Yvonne nice. So Yvonne in Denmark, um, it obviously wasn't Elaine's Red Robin, because no. that wouldn't have stretched that far. I think it was with the Beef Master that I gave you. So it was a Beef Master tomato. And as you say, it just keeps giving. It wasn't one of the biggest ones, but it obviously catered for your family. So it was the Beef Master tomato. I used to get the seeds for them from King's Seeds, but unfortunately they've stopped doing Beef Master. So if you search online, there are other places that sell them. And they're definitely worth growing, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, I've noticed that uh, I've been watering this week, actually. Um, yes, <laughs> I've been watering Eric and Jackie's plot. Oh. 
and they've got loads of beef master and they're just ready so um i don't know if we can send them over to denmark or whether they'd get a bit squashed, squashed. okay then well in that case we'll i'll just them. have to eat them ourselves <laughs> yeah. yeah okay then <laughs> yeah. that's all right so thanks for getting in touch yvonne and over to the next person and the next person is hazel again in australia hazel chambers who we interviewed a couple of weeks ago and remember that we spoke to her about the problem with holes in her peppers and she sent us a photograph of the problem so elaine what are they well i think that she's got slugs Mm. and i think that they camouflage themselves and hide so she can't find them but hazel my advice would be pick up the pots and she's got cell trays as well and there's lots of little sort of nooks and crannies and my experience is that slugs are dead clever so what you have to do is pick them up turn them round and have a look underneath and then you'll see where they're actually hiding that's good advice because that's where they usually hide actually so uh, yeah good advice that that's what i do as well good and the next person this is from keith sandal who sent us a photograph of his big one oh, yes, do you remember, remember a few weeks ago <laughs> uh, let's clarify that i think it was on episode 33 yeah. and he sent a photograph in of his big one what was it <laughs> well going back to that we were a bit nervous about opening that email weren't we elaine we were it's not a good title have a look at my big one and <laughs> no. then went on yeah but we were brave because we recognized the name and we did trust him a little bit so we opened it up and and it was a big loofah. It was. It? Yeah. And he's got a massive one. Yeah. So I'm really pleased and I'm excited as to what he's going to do with it. Yes. But what I can tell you is he did write in to say, my daughter comes to see me on a Wednesday. So we all listen to podcast 33. She nearly fell out of the chair laughing. Thank you both. Oh. And that's what these podcasts are all about. Absolutely. A little bit of learning, but lots of laughing. That's what we always say. If someone learns one thing off us, but they've had a laugh, that's the main thing. Grand. Contact the Potty Plotters anytime on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Potty Plotters or email naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk Well, it's been another busy week, hasn't it, Elaine? It has, and it seems that it um, is getting busier, not quieter. But the good thing is that we're still getting round to loads of WI groups and continuing to help with that other allotment project. It's killing me in the process, but exciting times ahead. It is exciting, and um, thankfully this allotment project that we're involved in have a lot of young people working for it, so we're just directing from the sidelines, aren't we? Yeah, but it feels really good, because if you ask them to do it, they just do it, and you know what? When they bend down, they just stand up without making any noise whatsoever. I know, and we were so relieved when um, it was the hot, one of the hottest days when we've just had that week of summer, um, and they were having to barrow everything to the skip, which unfortunately couldn't be placed outside the plot, and was quite a walk away. So we were quite relieved that we weren't involved in that, and there was lots of young people to do that. Yeah, and talking about relief, Julia, there's no toilets on that site, so mm. what happens is you find that your stride becomes very short <laughs> All of a sudden, strange old world, but what a week we've had. I know, and it was a good week, but uh, we'll go back to that plot. Uh, well, we are going back to that plot, but when uh, we first went to see it, it was uh, quite overgrown and higgledy-piggledy, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? And and a lot of people will take on plots like that, won't they, when yeah. they're first given a, a plot on allotment sites. And what is the thing that we did 
on this plot that we usually advise people to do? Well, I always say it's a bit like a house. If you take on a house, you don't always have to keep the wallpaper and carpets that are there. Strip it back and start all over again. And that is exactly yeah. what we told them to do. And that's what we've been doing. And what a difference it makes because now we can plan ahead. We've had my new tape measure out. Oh, yes. Your a new tape present. measure. We're yep, so yep, easy yep. to buy for, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> that's all I wanted. Measure. 50 metres that will measure and so what we can do now is measure happily draw it all out and then plan where we're going to put everything including our water barrels our water system our fruit cages raised beds and so on the yeah. muck heap where's that gonna go yeah but the only thing that we did keep on that plot there was a couple of trees that yeah. were nice and well established um, there was a plum tree a cherry tree and a pear tree so we've given them a good prune back and we've left them but any kind of fruiting bushes we did dig out because there was a, there's quite a bindweed problem there isn't there so. yeah definitely um but we will sort it out as time goes on and and the main thing is at the moment it's a clean plot ready to start. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters, sponsored by the Green Deco. Julia, you mentioned there a pear tree. Yes. When you were in the pear tree and you were, did you find a partridge? <laughs> no, I only found bindweed climbing up it actually. And do you know why I'm asking? No, go on. I just wanted to talk to you about the Christmas challenge. Oh. Give us an update. Where are we? What are we doing? Uh, Christmas challenge. We're going to grow some carrots and some potatoes. And, oh, we've got parsnips in the ground, haven't we? What mm. else have we got growing? Well, um, we've also got beetroot. And what we're going to do there is we're going to chop stuff up and put it in the freezer so that we still will be able to do our own Christmas lunch. Have you grown a turkey? No, I'm a vegetarian. I'm so. not mentioning stuffing. We'll leave that on one side. Yeah. So you being a vegetarian, what would you normally have then as your main thing on your Christmas dinner? Uh, something with nuts and cheese, probably. <laughs> <laughs> right. OK, well, I'm busy this year. I can't come round nuts and cheese. Is that what we've got to look forward to? <laughs> I'd probably do some kind of nut roast. <laughs> <laughs> right okay then well i'm still busy this christmas i think i think we're going away <laughs> right then okay so we'll have a predominantly vegetable uh year this year so uh what about the potatoes how are they going along they're going all right actually the uh, potatoes have now grown to the top of the tub with potatoes the the leaf foliage. The foliage i've topped them up to the top of the tub top of the tub and uh, yeah, we're going to leave them now. Okay. And what happens when it gets cold, though? Are you going to just leave them outside? No, I'm going to move them into the greenhouse and make oh. sure they're nicely protected. Okay. So we should have potatoes then. Yeah. Joking apart, yeah. we'll definitely have parsnips because I've got loads. Yeah. We've set more carrots, and I've noticed that yours have actually come up. Yes, thank Little you. Little bit much. of green envy there, yeah. actually. Yes. Right. Okay. I have to watch out for sabotage now. Won't you? <laughs> <laughs> you will. Now then, there's one other thing that for me always reminds me of Dawn French and a Christmas oh. dinner. Sprouts, my favourite. Now I've noticed you ruckling under your sprouts. Yes. What have you been doing? So the sprouts have, have grown really, really well. In fact, I could harvest them now if I wanted to. Um, mm. But um, what I noticed was that although I've had them covered with EnviroMesh, the lower leaves have started to go brown okay. and started to get a little uh, few aphids underneath. So what I've been 
doing is I've been going under the net and I've taken off those lower leaves so because they're not going to serve any purpose and all they're going to do is introduce problems so yes I've cleared that out and I've also uh, just earthed up the soil a little bit around the roots uh, around the very base of the stem and all that will do is just uh, stop them rocking if we have any really severe winds (laughs) they go hand in hand in my book but then that's another story. So that's what you're going to recommend to people if they're growing their own sprouts, just to earth up round the root so yeah. that it stops them yeah. rocking. Yeah. Okay. Now then, one thing I haven't asked you, have you grown any red cabbage this year? No, I've not. Okay. Do you like red cabbage? I like red cabbage. I just can't be bothered to do it. Oh, that's not the answer I'm expecting at all. Well, Eric and Jackie have got some, so I've been offered it. And the only thing that I would do is I would add fruit to it. But that's another story. Can you make me a batch? Hints and tips for shortcuts to success. The Potty Plotters Plotcast. So, storing fruit over the next few months Mm. and I mentioned red cabbage red cabbage to me goes really well with apples so have you stored any apples have you got any apples Julia I don't think I'll be storing many apples this year it's not been a good year for the apples last year if you remember we had fantastic crops of apples and pears on site in fact we had so many we were giving them away on a very regular basis to the food banks in the area this year they've been a dreadful crop and I've had a lot of damage to them so I don't think I'll have any to store to be honest with you this year but um you can tell whether they're ready or not by literally touching the apple and if it comes off in your hand as you gently turn it that means it it's ready but a lot of them have got damage on them okay so um i've got a few but what my mum always used to do was she used to keep um newspapers yeah. those things that are quite rare nowadays yeah. but what she'd do was pick all the apples in fact we used to have like a morning or afternoon at it all of us up the trees pass them very carefully all of the apples down to my mum and dad who then collected them and then each apple was inspected for any damage and then wrapped them in newspaper or glossy magazine covers oh. yeah and you then glosses yeah i know it's incredible i think they were gardening books actually yeah. And then all that they did was store them and store them in a dark, cool place. And they stayed right the way through till March. Well, it was always round Easter. That's what I remember about them. Did you do that with pears as well? No, I've never found that pears store well. And we didn't have a pear tree at home and we didn't have a partridge at the end of one either. Oh, I was feeling sorry for you in a minute. Now, yesterday, funnily enough, we were at that talk and we were talking about storing... Um, onions in your tights yeah and a lady asked us whether we could store apples and that lady's name was tony yeah that stuck with me and she i thought that was a really good thing to ask so i don't know i've never stored apples in my tights (laughs) (laughs) but maybe we ought to give it a go if we can find enough apples to store although i'm just looking at jerry's apple tree and that looks quite well laden with apples so oh it does yeah looking over to the left to some of them well i do prune it for him so i think he owes me i'll get my tights off elaine it's your favorite subject isn't it because you just like to tell everybody that the monty don failed with this one and that's why you really that's the only reason you do it anymore is grow them because you want to say that monty don failed with them and that you can give him a tip 
about I can, growing yeah. them. Yeah. Well, it's all about loofers. Now, loofers are really easy to grow. They grow just like a cucumber. Uh, I've never grown one outside. I've only ever grown them inside, inside greenhouses or inside the polytunnel. And they look like, um, I think anyway, they look like a cucumber, but they smell and the smell, Julia, the leaves smell and they smell of cooked cabbage. Ooh. Honestly, that is what they smell of. But where Monty went wrong was he didn't plant them early enough. Ah. So going right the way back a few episodes, well, it seems like forever now, but a few episodes, we said when to plant them. And all I would say is now, examine your loofers. Exactly. We could start a campaign, really, couldn't we? Touch your loofer. Now then, if you touch your loofer and you see that the skin on the outside is still green and still soft, they're not ready. What you wait for is for them to go dark brown to black. And you will see that the texture changes and it goes to like a hard eggshell. That's the time to take your loofer. Take it off and cut it off just like you would a cucumber and you'll be able to tap it and it sounds just like an eggshell. Honestly, I'm not making it up, truthfully. And then all you do is you piggle off all of the skin and it comes off like an eggshell and inside is your loofah. They don't grow in the sea, Julia. No, no. And how big is your loofah this year, Elaine? My loofah is about, I would say, 10 inches but it's all dependent on what's on the inside, not the outside. And which member of your family will you be blessing with this as a Christmas <laughs> present? Together with a homemade jam? Yeah. They get so excited. It takes about three hours for me to explain to them every Christmas how to grow certain things. And this year it'll be what to do with your loofah. Yeah, it'll be a family competition. Okay. They don't know yet, but... Whoever receives it, you must uh, know that she doesn't like you very much. <laughs> but make hay while the jam's there yeah that's what i'd say enjoy your jam instead i'll keep you updated on that thanks a potty plotters podcast with simple recipes for gluts and guts now you're going to give us a recipe aren't you elaine I am. And that's simply my mum's recipe. And it's just some hints and tips that go with it, really, on pickled beetroot. I love pickling beetroot and uh, because it stores so well and it's really easy. But for those of you who don't know how to do it, I boil and I actually grow a cylindra because they're the long ones and they're sort of quite stubby, really, but much, much easier to boil. They don't take so long as the uh, round ones. So what I do is I boil them until you can easily get get the end of a knife inside then I peel them while they're still hot if you do that you don't get the stain on your hand either and then what you do is top and tail slice it and put it into sterilized jars then what you do is you put half a teaspoon of granulated sugar on the top of the last piece of beetroot that you put into the jar and then quite simply I put in half water half vinegar so if you're going to do a pint half a pint of water to half a pint of vinegar and pour over the top it doesn't have to be hot vinegar it can be cold vinegar pour it over and that will disperse the sugar throughout it takes the acidity away from Ah. the beetroot and also from that vinegar i hate it when it's too spicy and horrible yeah that's what i was thinking i don't like like it when it's been pickled because of that um, sharpness and i like it when it's fresh oh yeah just going back to the way you do it you always boil your yeah 
beetroot. beetroot. I bake my beetroot and I use it when, I, when I've got the oven on doing something else. And I literally uh, give them a scrub when, we, when we've taken them out of the ground. And then I wrap them in tinfoil like you would do a baked potato. And then just cook them roughly the same time as a baked potato, about an hour in the oven. And then I leave them to go cold with the um, tinfoil on. And then when I open it up, you can slide the skin off. And again, like you, you have no redness on your hands. So, uh, well, you get a little bit of redness, but it comes off very easily. So it's another way of doing it. It depends what what you want to do, really. But that's, um, that's what I do. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters. This episode of the podcast is being brought to you by The Green Deco, suppliers of plants and shrubs to the trade and to the public at unbelievable prices. Find them by searching online for The Green Deco and they're also linked from our social media. So we've come out to the squashes, Elaine. Can you remember the smell, Gareth? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Elaine, we left you to do the planting of these ones because it did. was nice fresh horse muck, wasn't yeah. it? And I can still see the horse muck in the troughs down here yeah. amongst all of this foliage. And now look at the squashes, Julia. Well, they're absolutely fantastic. If you remember, we planted some crown prints and we planted some, I think uh, they were jack-o'-lantern yeah. uh, squashes the jack-o'-lantern hasn't done that well so i suspect it's probably the one furthest away and i've not watered it as much okay but now i'm going to cut you this one it is ready oh goodness me i tell you what there's some weight there oh now look at that that is a beauty that really is beautiful and that's for you my friend thank you and I love the crown prince because that is a nice solid squash and it will keep. And if you remember last year, we planted some tiny squash plants and I did Jack Belittle. Well, I've had them in my house. I've not even stored them properly and it's lasted a whole year without rotting. So that shows what a good crop a squash plant is because they do last a long time and the beauty is julia looking down on the floor down here there's loads of them yeah i've got quite a few on here i mean some of them are almost show worthy because i think they are just beautiful to look at but uh, yeah it just goes to show how easy it is if we'd have just had a bag of muck that would have been quite happy in a bag of muck as well or a bag of compost. Yeah. So it shows how easy it is to grow a, a squash plant and how much you get off it. And I have just let it trail now because we've mentioned before, it's great on an allotment if you've got a really weedy patch and you want something that's going to cover it. Well, look at all the leaves. They've gone everywhere. So brilliant. And good value for money. Absolutely. Love them. Grow it. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters, sponsored by the Green Deco. Well, it looks like we're going to be eating squash for a while there, Elaine. Oh, I love it, though. I'm not bothered. I'll make it into all kinds of different things, including soup. I love squash soup. Honestly, I really do. But I don't like it lumpy. I prefer it smooth with um, creme fraiche. That's another thing for another day, but that'll be another one that I'll talk about maybe next week. 
Okay. 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 So you've got beanie beans, I uh, hear. I have, yeah. And I would imagine by now a lot of other people have. Mm. And what we mean by beanie beans are beans that have got beans in them. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're screwing your is face it, up. Is it a quiz or something <laughs> that we're doing? No, 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 no. It's a beanie bean. Right then. So what I mean is that uh, perhaps there's a runner bean and they've got big fat beans in them. They've got bulges as they go down. <laughs> <laughs> as they go down the pod right that's because you've got beanie beans so they've gone tough they've gone over really oh yeah very much so yeah. now what happens julia is if you keep those beans and dry them out yes you can keep them and use them again next year okay so if for instance where i did some white lady i did them for a few people the white lady beans are lovely and actually they are white Right. I know. So all that you have to do is pod them. So get them out of the pod itself. And then what I do is I put them on kitchen towel and I leave them in the conservatory to dry. Leave them. It doesn't matter. He won't mind. He won't mind. He won't even notice. I'm just going to rewind a little bit. So you've said they've gone beanie on the plant. Yeah. Do you leave them on the plant to go brown? Now, you can do. Yeah, that's another one. They go brown. They sort of go opaque. And some people leave them right the way through to January next year. So that is another option. If you want to leave them and they go a lovely colour and really quite textural and structural, it's a nice thing to take a photograph of if you're really bored. I'm just thinking thinking you'd probably stick it in a flower <laughs> arrangement wouldn't you <laughs> if there's another wedding yes let's have one but other than that take them out now and put them on paper and dry them thoroughly oh so you take them out when they're a green bean you don't even let them go brown the bean is green but the beanie bean isn't it's usually white or pink or purple well how do you know whether it's ready or not because <laughs> they go dry <laughs> They will be quite dry and hard, Julia. Okay. Yeah, shall I just do some and then we'll talk about them again in a few weeks? (laughs) Yeah, I'm just thinking about our friend Jackie. Can you remember um, a couple of years ago we went on a plot and with her runner beans that she'd got climbing up, she'd actually tied ribbons around some of them. And she did that to indicate the ones that she was going to save because she was carrying on harvesting and she didn't want the whole plant to just force and and grow loads of beans for saving. So she'd obviously selected a few. I don't know what the selection process was, but she tied ribbons around them. I thought that was a genius idea. It's a genius idea. And I think it was because she didn't want Eric to pick those beans. She was growing them deliberately big fat and long and she wanted to keep the beans from those beanie beans right well we'd better start saving some then aren't we yeah they're not baked beans you know oh no they're beanie beans aren't they i don't like them i'm a bit funny about beans in a tin the plotcast podcast with the potty plotters you're a bit funny generally aren't you (laughs) so hint and tip about growing lavender we've got lots of lavender on our plots and we we love lavender um we love it just to watch the bees on it but you like it to smell it because obviously i still can't smell but um we do love it but really now is the time to be cutting it back is it, it is yeah oh and we've got different varieties haven't we yep. and they're all at different stages but mine is still in full bloom ironically even though we've had quite a lot of uh, sunshine and a lot of rain so this next few days what i'll be doing is i'll take the whole lot off all the stalks and i go right the way down to about an inch half an inch to the bush and then what i do is with all the stalks of flowers i put them in a 
shoebox and this year I'm going to give them away to Eileen and Morris who have already been in touch to say what you're doing with all that lavender that's what I'm going to oh. do I shall give it them because she wants to make little um, smelly cushions smelly cushions that's not right what's that <laughs> lavender bags <laughs> lavender bags yeah <laughs> smelly cushions same thing whatever yeah that's and what they want them for when you cut them down do you use like shears yes just, I do you just yeah. do it in one straight over right okay yeah, no old bard go for it and do you have to leave any of the green growth because they can get quite woody can't they by cutting it down while it's still in flower you won't get woody right promise okay okay and we have got some backup um, lavender plants that we bought as plug plants, which were great value because everybody wants a lavender plant. And if you buy them as plugs, you can save yourself a fortune. So we've got 72 plants on the go at the moment, haven't we? Yeah, but it keeps us busy during the next few months, doesn't it? <laughs> Don't got anything to Are do. We're going to we? talk about lavender another time as well. We might as well if you've got 72 plug plants. Thanks again to The Green Deco for sponsoring this episode. And don't forget, if you want to get in touch with any questions or send us any photos or, you know, talk about growing generally, talk about your allotments, talk about life. We could do that, can't we, Elaine? I can just talk. I noticed. (laughs) Anyway, next time on episode 37, we'll be chatting with PK from The Ecocentrics. I think that will be really interesting Mm. because... Um, the ecocentrics haven't been here before so i think it could be sensory overload i'm not sure for who the plotcast podcast with the potty plotters sponsored by the green deco is an amberland media production